Now let me let me just sh- share with some of you guys weren't here last weekend or this is your first time, etc. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, we were and thank you, my friends uh, in Philadelphia, um, Evan and Lisa. Uh, we were out there a few weeks ago, and uh, he's like, Mike, you need to read these books, The Healing Code and The Love Code. It's exactly what you're teaching. And uh, so I was like, sure, I'll read it. And I was like, God, this is exactly the science behind the gospel. Does that make sense to you guys? And I'll go through this. But here's what caught my attention when I was going through this, and I was talking to Dr. Ben, et cetera. It, uh, what all they're doing is they're doing what scripture actually tells us to do. And they're getting results, like 100% healing from cancer, Lou Gehrig's, uh, everything. It's just awesome. Success issues. Um, and uh, so all I'm going to do is, is um, if there, there's some parts in here where we know we're, we're three parts, right? We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. So we have, a, we have an outer court, our body. We have a holy place, our mind, will, and emotions. And we have the holiest of holies where God dwells, the presence of Jesus. What's that? It's our spirit. Okay. So if you, if you looked at the, because the old covenant said, you know what? The temple is just a physical representation of the reality. And Paul clearly says in the New Testament, he goes, don't you know, you are the temple. All that pointed to was you are the temple of God where God's literally going to dwell with you. He's going to be in you now, not in a physical building in Israel. That's what Paul says. Don't you know you are the temple of God, right? So they did all these things to get you into the very presence of God because that's where everything happened in the spirit realm. Follow me? So if there, there's some things, and I'll just explain this to you, because they do some physical things that if, you, if that's, it's, that's strange to you, um, you know, the laying on of hands and different things, they have these positions, etc. And the, the science behind it is legitimate, but if it's too weird for you, just know that um, uh, they, they clearly say, if you, if you read through the end and through the, the, healing, the, the love code, it says, listen, your spirit is, trumps everything a hundred times over these physical things, but there are some physical things we can do to make ourselves feel better, to, to reduce our stress, etc. There's some mental things we do, um, and unfortunately, most Christianity is stuck right there. They're stuck in head knowledge, and I know this, I know what scripture says, so that's what happens. Yeah, you might get a little bit of results, but nothing changes until something changes. That's been, and uh, the reason I wanted to go to medical school in the beginning, actually, is because I, I knew that intuitively growing up. It's like, you know what, there's something to this where uh, uh, I know that all physical things and success issues, everything is really is, comes from a belief level. And unless we can change that belief level, and the, we know the good news does it. See, how many of you guys ever, first time I saw Joseph Prince, I was like, that is the truth right there. That is the, everything I've been trying to get to, right? Um, but then I still felt a little bit frustrated because be, you would hear things like this. Let me, this pegs you guys. Hey, effortless change. Perfect, Lord, bring it on. Now what? <laughs> so I think what these do is they show you literally, hey, this is how you produce the effortless change in your life. And you're not producing it. You don't understand. The spirit does everything. Does that make sense to you guys? It's really the belief level. So, uh, in fact, you know what? I forgot. I, I brought this book. And it's, there are, everybody's saying the exact same thing. But here's Joseph Prince's book. It says, the power of what? It doesn't say the power of doing something more or doing something less. It says, believe the right thing. Feed on the right thing, which is Jesus Christ. See, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's so subtle. But that's, if you do this more, then you'll find God. If you don't do that more, you're going to find that uh, you come short. You cannot do that. You cannot fix, you cannot do something more or less and mix it with Jesus is enough. Does that make sense to you guys? So what do we need to do? We need to feed on the truths of Jesus. And so as I go through this, I think it'll make sense to you. Because uh, what, what I got so excited about was, uh, in fact, anybody start doing this and you start feeling some success already, some relief? I know some of you guys started crying, yeah? It, start, it gets you to rest finally, doesn't it? So, and I know there's some things, let me just share a couple things to you. I believe it's all scriptural, actually, and uh, that's the only reason I would teach it when I went through it, but, um, because uh, they do some laying on of hands, etc. but doesn't scripture tell us to lay in on of hands? Doesn't it say if any of you uh, are sick, call on the elders, etc. anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and if there's anything that need to be, uh, their sins need to be forgiven, they're forgiven. It didn't say the sins were forgiven first because you had to confess and then he won't heal you unless your faith is enough. It said, listen, the laying on of hands will heal them. And I believe there's something to that because if you take an MRI of a person, you literally see, you'll see all this, all this uh, energy coming out of your hands. And then some of you guys that know anything about thermodynamics, etc., if, if you put skin to skin, skin's actually a pretty good, not a, pretty, not a very good conductor, is it? 
So you add some oil to the problem, then what? It helps. And there's just simple things that I, I look at things practically. That makes sense. That actually lines up with scripture. So some of you guys with glasses, you'll do something like this. If I'm sitting at the computer or reading it enough and I'm, I start to feel like, man, I'm getting a little fatigued. You know what I do? I go, oh, Lord. Don't you guys do that? Doesn't it make you feel better? That's all they're telling you to do. It's just, hey, some of that energy that's coming out of your hands and such is laying on the hands and... And I'll, as I go through this, it'll make sense to you. But if all that's hocus pocus to you, then don't do it because the spirit is a hundred times more. That just gives you some temporary relief. And that's why people go to yoga and massages and everything. It actually, it, it relaxes your body a little bit. But I know if I, if I don't heal your heart, which is really a spiritual thing, I got nowhere. Tomorrow morning, you're still the same. You still got the same knot in your shoulder, wherever it is. You still got the same... Uh, whatever, any physical thing that you've got. It's just a symptom of really what's going on in your heart. So we're going to fix the heart, and then you'll get the success that you've never had. You'll start, your body will start healing better than you've ever had, etc. Does that make sense to you? Does that excite anybody? Okay, so Wednesday we're going to go through that too, but let's go through this uh, scripturally. All right, does anybody else do that? You just rub your eyes and you feel better? So you know what I'm talking about? That's all he's telling you to do. So somebody goes, that looks weird, and, and I agree, it's weird. So, uh, But I just think we're fearfully and wonderfully made that you know what? That's what the laying on of hands and the oil and everything's all about. And if they were truly spiritual and in faith, guess what? See, here's, here's has, the premise of this book is everything's energy, which I agree with. E equals MC squared, etc. So your thoughts, how many of you guys know have an energy? They have a big time energy, right? You know that. And ladies, you're really good at it. A lot of times is, is uh, we'll walk into the room and your heart will, will go before you. I don't care what I say, etc. If you know my heart and I'm not really caring about you, you'll know it. I don't care what I say up here. Does that make sense? And so my, my wife, a lot of times she'll go, hmm, something's not right there. And it's why? Because they know their heart. So let me share a couple testimonies with you so you know how powerful this is. I shared some yesterday or last Sunday, but then uh, uh, we'll get into this. So I just want to share... A couple things, because at the end of the day, guys, and this is where we ended, actually at my house last night, I go, the end of the day, the proof's in the pudding. Is doing what you're doing working or not? Because I don't care about anything except that, to be honest with you. I go, I want you, because God's, Jesus said, listen, I didn't come to judge you. I came to do what? Give you life and life hooper abundantly. Doesn't sound like a... Uh, uh, I know I get accused of hyper grace. I go, because scripture all over is hyper grace. And I'll show you. It's hyper or it's not grace. Amen? So, even that's weird. We'll tame it a little bit. Now, now you're getting into hyper grace. <laughs> I, want, I want hyper. What's, what's, what's not hyper grace? I don't even know that answer. It is works, but I'm like, okay, we don't want God to bless us. That No, God, you're good, but don't be that good. <laughs> See how weird it is to me? I just, anyway, if it's not hyper, man, I don't want it. So, I, hey, I'm just going to share a couple testimonies with you. I can't even read all these words. Thyroiditis, fibroid tumors, gallstones, Epstein-Barr, chronic fatigue syndrome. Sounds like uh, they went through healing streams. <laughs> In August of 2003, I'd been having health problems for three years. The diagnosis I received, including all those things I just said, uh, fibrocystic breast disease, Lang—I don't even want to—something, something wrong with your larynx. Uh, gallbladder full of gallstones, Epstein-Barr, panic attacks, chronic fatigue. I had spent thousands of dollars on medical bills. I tried medicine, nutrition, supplements. I was in bed for two months, and the people of my church had to bring meals to my family. I'm not laughing. It's just. That's how I grew up. That reminds me of my church. Um, uh, I could not function in my role as a wife and a mother. I had to take sabbatical from my work for health reasons. After doing the healing code exercises three to, three to five times a day for six weeks, I experienced dramatic healing. An ultrasound performed 10 weeks after beginning the healing code showed no fibroid tumors. When I questioned question the doc as why this caused, one went so far as to say that the radiologist who read the first ultrasound two years ago must have been wrong. He could not explain the amazing healing. I've not taken thyroid medicine for the last year. I'm off every prescription. To this day, I've not had my gallbladder removed. I was told two and a half years ago it was packed with gallstones and would be removed. I've only had one gallbladder attack since beginning the exercises, and that was early on. I eat a normal diet. I'm doing wonderfully. That means they go to Smashburger every now and then. 
I eat a normal diet and I'm doing wonderfully. My energy and strength have returned and I continue to practice these exercises daily. I thank God for his healing of my body and for revealing his healing power through the healing codes. Uh, cancer, neurological problems, depression. I was diagnosed with cancer, neurological disorders, and depression with the code. Slowly the problems went away. Our bodies are programmed to reboot like computers given the right action. And the right action is feeding on Jesus Christ. That's all it is. So I'll just read one more. Chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. No, you know what? I'll read. Uh, uh, let's see. You know, there was one I was going to do. Um, yeah, let's do an emotional one. Suicidal depression. Uh, and you know what, guys? You, you've heard that's like a big thing in Colorado Springs right now. I think they're going around completely the wrong way. Um, in fact, a year ago, some, this ministry came to me and said, hey, suicide's a big deal in Colorado Springs. Do you want to join us to do suicide prevention? I go, no, because you're going to increase it. That's exactly where we're at. It's wild, and they're trying to take authority over stuff and everything else, and it's increasing. Wait a minute, if you could bind that spirit of suicide, then what, who let it go? Why is it increasing? So this, that's the mystery. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The good news, so... Anyway, listen to this. Suicidal depression had forced my family to make major changes out of their fear for well-being. I had no energy, no desire for life. Everything seemed to be a mountainous chore. My husband is a medical doctor, but he was at his wit's end. We tried everything. I was very skeptical when I heard about the healing code, but I was more desperate. In less than two weeks, my depression was completely gone. Not only could I not believe it, no one around me could either. Now my entire family and number of friends do the exercises. Some do them every day, so when the need arises, the healing code has truly been a gift from God. Hallelujah. See, all these kids need to know is, you know what, you're perfect in Christ. There's been a wrong thing that they've believed, whether it's about their parents or themselves or whether this boy or whether this girl loves me enough or doesn't love me enough, am I good enough, etc. And if, unless we can calm our heart down and go, you know what, I'm perfectly loved and perfect in every way, you know what, it leads to all these other things that you see. And the kids are besides themselves because they don't know what to do. Because the church is telling them, do this more or don't do that. Stop doing this. The world's going to suck you in. Wrong. Wrong. That's just a symptom of what's going on in their heart. So we don't bind the spirit of alcoholism and suicide and all this stuff and think it's going to work. We haven't touched the spirit yet. We haven't touched the heart. And the heart can only be changed by feeding on Jesus Christ. Does that make sense to you guys? That will stop the, 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 the strange desires, etc. And they won't have these things anymore. That's all Paul did. He went into all the, the, the Galatians, the Ephesians, the, the church at Corinth, and he just said, you're perfect in Christ, completely forgiven. Feed on that. And if you feed on that, then the last half of the chapters typically went, and if you do that, this is the life it's going to produce. Got it? So let's go through that. So, because I, I truly, man, I, I just believe that everything's scriptural, and I'll try. I'm just going to go through the preface in chapter one today. Follow me? We're going to go step you through this and, and go. So, Hey, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly what one of those testimonies said is, is God designed you to operate in love. And I know uh, Carolyn Leaf, if you go read her book, etc., they do the science behind it. They go, if you feed on the wrong thing, guilt, shame, I'm not good enough, I've got an addiction to this, I, I feel suicidal, all this. If you feed on that long enough, it produces the wrong belief system in you. And it's completely wrong. God loves you perfectly. He has no problem with the issues you're going through. That's why it says, I'm not a high priest that doesn't understand your pain, is how I read it. It says, listen, I understand the passion of man because I became a man. And so I'm not going to judge you based on your feelings, yet most religious word of faith teaching is the feelings don't count. I violently disagree. The feelings count a lot, a lot to me, because it demonstrates where do we need to be healed in our heart? What part of the gospel are we not receiving there? Does that make sense to you? You and I kind of probably grew up in the same charismatic word of faith, and the feelings, the facts don't count. Faith is everything. Like, that doesn't help me a lot because I want to just pound the pastor now. That's true. I'm like, I'm just getting frustrated now. What do you mean the feelings don't count? I'm dying over here, right? And you're just telling me, stop worrying about that. Just be like me in a rock. Hey, that's old covenant nonsense, man, where it's, where he writes it on a, a fleshy heart, meaning that things can change, not the stones where it's unforgivable, it's, it's cut in stone, this is the way it is. And if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. It's, if the stones are unflexible. Your heart is, I have a heart of flesh. I believe Jesus came in the flesh and saved me. That's the heart he wants you to have. Got it? All right. So I believe if we can get to the, heart, the spiritual issue, really, 
then guess what? Your, your, every, your, your mental things start clearing up as well as your body because everything emanates from the spirit. Does that make sense to you guys? So that's why it says the first Adam was a living, breathing thing. The last Adam, Jesus Christ, is a what? Life-giving spirit. It's we believe the right thing and that's how we find life. Follow me? But we're still trying to do it by physical things or all these other things. So that's why, hey, if the prayer, the, the physical laying on of hands, if, if that's too much for you, um, don't do it because really it's the spirit of everything. That really, I believe, it just gives you is temporary energy in your cells at such a where your body can heal a little bit better by doing some of those things. But if not, the spirit's enough. It really is. Okay? So let's go through this. All right. Proverbs 4.23. In fact, you know what? I want to go to a couple verses before that. Um, and you guys all know it, but is uh, Proverbs 4.23. You all know this. Keep thy heart with all diligence. But I want to give you a couple verses before that as I was sitting here. Uh, hold on. Proverbs 4. Let's see. Here's a couple of verses before. Uh, okay. Where, see, here, here's where we get mixed up. Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Okay? So, what are the words to man? The message of Jesus Christ. He is the, the word, the logos, or the rhema. They're, they're really almost the same. The message of God about your life is Jesus Christ. He is the word of God made flesh. So if you know Jesus, you know the whole Bible. That's what you're supposed to keep into your heart. Follow me? Let, that, let them not depart from our eyes. Keep them in the midst of my heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now here's where I see in our flesh we desire to do this so much. So here's what will happen. I'm going to go search the scripture and find life. And I would just ask most of you, how well is it going? Still searching, exactly right. <laughs> Still searching, right? And what he told the Barians, he, said, he told the Barians, he said, listen, go, go study those Old Testament, uh, the Law, the Psalms, and the Prophets, the Old Covenant book, really. And, but if you don't know what's talking about Jesus, you're never going to find life in there. And that's what even Jesus said. Listen, you think you can find life by studying the Bible. You cannot find life unless you know that every word's written about me. So it's never something for you to do more. Follow me? It's, uh, I should say that, a little disclaimer. It says, keep the message of Jesus Christ before you and in your heart. That's it. And if you do that, you're going to find life, and it's going to be health to how much of your flesh? All of it. Does that include all of it? All of it. No, 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 it says all of it, right? So, and then it keeps going, keep thy heart, which is really, I would say, you're the true inner man, it's, it's a mixture of soul and spirit a little bit, it's, it's, it's really the real you. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, what's diligence? If you're going to do anything more, do this more. That's being diligent, does that, does that make sense? Somebody can be diligent in the word and never open their Bible, because he became a life-giving spirit. Does that make sense? If I'm diligent in the message of Jesus about my life and I keep that in front of me and I keep my eyes on Jesus, as all these different verses all start to make sense to you. Hey, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of faith. Well, what's faith? All the promises are yes and amen. The old covenant was just a shadow, but the new one's the reality. They gave you physical things that pointed to Jesus. Then Jesus, as the message of God, the word of God himself, showed up on the scene. And who did he rip? The people who were telling to do things more. And who did he show unconditional grace to? Sinner. He's always talking to three people. He's always talking to the Jews, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, or the house of God, it says. Then he would talk to the multitudes, and then he would talk to the sinner. So you got to take it in context. Who's he talking to? Because he treats every group a little bit differently. So here's where, when the elders of the churches come and they give me law, what do I respond to them with? Law. Really? Okay. So... I believe, Mike, every word of God should be followed. Okay, he says to give up everything. What are Jesus' words? Have you given up your car, your job, your... Well, he doesn't mean that. No, 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 stop. You just told me every word should be followed, right? Well, Mike, he says give up your cross daily. Who did he say that to? You'll never see that message to the sinner. It was always to the multitudes that wear the what without Jesus do bracelet. 
Really? You want to do what I do? Then take up your cross daily. Give up everything and follow me. And many went away sad. What he was saying is, lay your self-righteousness down. Give up your life and depend on me. See, to the sinner, all he did was, no, no, no. God didn't come to judge you. He came to save you. Never tells him to do anything. Isn't that beautiful? He tells him to believe the right thing. He became a life-giving spirit. A spirit is multiple things. One is the breath of God, but one of the second definitions is something that you believe in your heart that animates. What does animate mean? It brings it to life. So how many of you guys know if you believe the wrong thing or the wrong spirit, what will animate that wrong belief? But if you believe the right thing, the, the, the truth about your life is Jesus Christ, what will animate the life of Jesus, love, joy, you'll, you'll see the fruit, love, joy, peace, etc. Does that make sense to you guys? So spirit doesn't just mean you fell down and somebody got anointed and fell down. Because I, I went through all that too and, I, and I, just, I just did self-analyzing. I was like, okay, sweetie, we've been around these people. Uh, laughing uncontrollably, running around the church, uh, falling down, feathers falling out of the sky. Um, what the blank is going on? Because nothing's going on in their lives. Right? Sorry, I just got tired of it and upset. I'm like, something is going on and not what I want because everybody's running around trying to get the anointed guy to touch them, yet they can't function. They can't even think straight anymore. They're, they're, their lives are a mess. They don't have any success in their careers. Things are going on. They're worried about the demon jumping on their house and they need to screw some portal to get a prayer answered. I'm like, what planet am I on? If my dad's a mason, now I'm... Your father did that? I'm sure my parents did everything, man. The more I knew about my family, I'm like, wow. Whoa. I never thought about it until somebody said, oh, you need to get rid of that soul tie or whatever. I'm like, we just got one? One prayer? Don't go through your deliverance book and find the right prayer for me, right? What's the right prayer? There is one. That's Because we, we asked him. We went to this deliverance thing. Man, you're going to feel like 10,000 pounds came off your shoulders. I came out of there going, oh, God. I never thought about any of this until I met you. You guys are loony. You guys are crazy to me. No, no, I'm going to pray for you, and then you're going to feel better. Barbara's like weeping to me. Don't let that man, don't let that bad man pray for me. (laughs) This is a true story. So we went to this deliverance thing. I was like, sweetie, I already took care of it. We booked the first flight out tonight, didn't I? Like, these guys are nuts. So I'm going to find deliverance there. The only, he's my deliverer. The only way I'm going to find deliverance is believe the right thing. My heart gets healed up, my spirit gets healed up, and I find life there. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Does that make sense? So things start to happen in your life supernaturally that you cannot do, and all you can do is go, thank you, Jesus. That's the life of God. That's effortless healing, effortless success that Joseph Prince talked about. I'm just going to step you through, really, the scripture that allow you to go participate in his life. Got it? All right, so what do we need to do? We need to guard what we believe. So if you sin, you did something wrong, um, what do you, how do you guard your heart right there? I am still righteous, Lord. Exactly right, Joe. Thank you, Lord, that you judge me based on Jesus, not my actions. That is guard your heart with all diligence because if you base it on, or uh, see, here's what happens. Um, and I see this with kids and, and everything else. Somehow, if we believe that we were ugly, we were not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not cool enough, we're not whatever, that becomes a stronghold a lot of times in our lives. And we don't know that we're loved unconditionally by Jesus, and then it affects our relationships later on. If this boy, if this, if this wife, this guy, if they don't love me enough, then I guess what? I feel bad about myself, and that starts to manifest. It animates. Does that make sense? The only thing that can heal that is the Holy Spirit healing your heart. So we're going to show you how to do that. Does that help you guys? That's why it's effortless. There's no toilsome labor. There's nothing for you to do. There's just, you're going to believe right. And now most of us, though, I don't even know what I'm believing wrong. So we ask the Holy Spirit to fix that in our lives. That's how simple this thing is. Does that help you guys? All right. So every issue is a hard issue. Every issue. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. That's why Romans 1 says, I'm not ashamed of the good news, the gospel of who? Jesus Christ, because in it, in that message of Jesus about your life, is what? The power of God, the dunamis of God unto salvation. That's it. Isn't that beautiful? I remember I struggled with that forever because I was trying to get the charismatic nonsense out of my life. Wait a minute. I thought, when I zapped him and something, you all fell down. 
That's the power of God. I don't know. I just didn't see it. Because th- that family's still broken. They're still having issues, the exact same issues. They start following that man to try to get a touch. Right? I, I, I hear that. Anybody want a touch from God tonight? I'm giving you a touch from God. Is know that he loves you perfectly and you're completely forgiven. And he's going to heal everything that needs to be healed. And you can rest in that. Ah, now my heart can rest. He's faithful, man. He loves me perfectly despite me. And I can trust his faithfulness to heal me, not whether, at least you and I were talking about this. Sorry, I just, if you come talk to me, I typically talk to you about church because it's really, it's close to me. And it's like, see, this is why I get violent against that teaching. It's like, no, no, just a little more belief, please. Get it above your unbelief, a little bit more. Come on, be a good girl. No, 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 not yet. Come on. I have no faith in that. But I have faith in the Lord. I know I can't do jack. You heal me. I can rest in that. And that message will heal your spirit, soul, and body. Does that, does that make sense? Okay. So you know what I'm trying to say? Because everything was about faith and make sure your belief is better than your unbelief. That is just crazy talk to me. Yeah, the levels. That's why I heard. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. So, all right. We were created in his image. We were designed to bring things to life out of our spirit, our heart, not our willpower. That's why it says, you know what, guard your heart, because out of it are the issues. End of story, full stop. So if you've got any issue going on, we're going to teach you how to fix your heart, and it'll supernaturally heal. Isn't that beautiful? All right, so let's keep going. All right, the deepest healing every person, I'm just going through some of the quotes on here. The deepest healing every person on earth needs not physical or emotional, but spiritual, and it involves healing any disruption of a relationship with a loving God. I would say a loving Abba, a loving Father. We were designed to operate in a loving family, and that's all of our issues, guys. Our parents did the best with what they had. Our grandparents did the best with what they had, but none of us grew up in complete love. None of us, even my kids don't, because I'm fallible. So what, what's truly the love that we need to feel? Love of the God, love of the Father. And unfortunately, when we ate from that wrong tree that, oh no, I didn't, wasn't good enough, I didn't do this enough, my belief level wasn't above my unbelief level, I can't receive anything from God until that happens, is that I'm not going to boldly come to the throne, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to boldly come to the throne and ask for it, and he goes, I'm the throne of grace, you're going to find help when you need it. How many guys need it? I do every day. So guess what? Don't self-analyze and do something more or less. Go to the throne. Father, I love you enough. Does this help you guys a little bit? That's the faith of God. God's faith is, I love man so much, I was going to die for him and redeem him completely, restore him. Accident of sin never happened. I removed sin as far as the east and from the west. Now your back is a son in my family, a full heir. Every promise is yes to you. So if that promise is not doing, don't do something more. Ask him to heal you. And that's, you'll see how easy these scriptures are. So Romans 1.16, I went through that. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the dunamis of God. Why? He knows how we're created. He goes, I know if I can heal their heart, the unlimited power of God is released in your life. Hallelujah, man. That gets me excited, actually. The supernatural favor of Jesus. God, release that into my life. How does he do it? He first fixes your heart, your spiritual issues that you don't know about. And now, guess what? It happens because you start to become who you were created. Not you by your effort. It just starts to happen. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's effortless healing. So I'm not ashamed of that. Here's what Paul stands for. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The power of right believing. What are you supposed to believe? We took it as this. Believe something more. Increase your faith. That inevitably makes me feel lacking because I must not have enough. But faith, the simple message of faith is you're in the family of Jesus and he won't deny anything you ask for. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Anything that pertains to life and godliness. Right? That's why Paul in Corinthians, he goes, I know you guys are doing all these crazy things. But listen, you're, you're not lacking in anything. He just reminded them who, how powerful and special and perfectly loved they were in the family of Jesus. Got it? All right. It is the power of God to everyone that believeth, the Jew first, also to the Greek, for therein, how, what is the message? For in that gospel of Christ, in that message, is the righteousness of God. Righteousness of God is what? You're forgiven and perfect in God's eyes. He loves you perfectly. He's not ticked off at you. The law makes us ticked off at him. But he's not ticked off at you. He goes, I love you perfectly. In that message of Jesus, you're going to find the righteousness which comes from God as a free gift. You're completely unjudged in Jesus Christ. In fact, 
Don't stop there. Go all the way into the land flowing with milk and honey. Now receive the promises for free. Does that make sense? All right. So, because that righteousness which comes from God as a free gift is revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, the just, you're going to find life by faith. Now, not more of something, just by believing the right thing, not more of something. Does that, does that make sense? Faith is the, the reality of all those old covenant shadows. So, Joe, what you said, when I sinned in the old covenant, when I messed up, when I blew it, how many of you guys have ever blown it? That's why things aren't working right in your life. Wrong message. So that's, that's, that's the religious message, right? You don't have enough faith. That's why it's not working in your life. I'm about ready to kick you right in the rear end, faith teacher. So if I knew how to get it, I would do it because we're zealous, aren't we? We were willing to do stuff for God. But he's like, no, no, no. The only thing you need to do, what, what, which, what must I do to do the works of Christ? Believe in the one he was sent. And then we read this book. The preacher goes, I'm like Popovich. I was sent. Believe in me. I'm like, what the? No, no, you don't need to believe in me. I'm, hopefully, I'm just the messenger that gives you what Jesus has done for you. Believe in him. He was the one sent, not me. Remember reading that book? All these Word of Faith guys, here, this is it, man. If you guys would come into authority and respect my spiritual authority, you need to believe in the one who was sent. I believe I was sent. <laughs> I don't believe that, trust me. I'm very reluctant to do this, to be honest with you. Um, I'm like, life is beautiful without having a ministry. <laughs> but listen, if you're, if you're having fun on this journey, then I'm like, okay, this is okay. We'll, we'll keep doing this if you're, if you're getting life out of this. If you're not giving life, then I'm just, I'm, I'm punting on third. So uh, it's not, I just want to live life and live it more abundantly, man. Right? That's all I'm trying to give you. So, the just shall live, you're going to find life by faith. What is faith? Man, you're perfect in every way, now just, you're back in the family of a loving father that will do anything, he'll move heaven and earth to take care of you. That's how I'm going to find life. Does that make sense? Okay, let's keep going. I'm going a little long. So, I just want to show you a couple things, because guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And it's easy. You know what death is and you know what life is. Death means things don't work, you have lack, you have disease, you have worry, you have anxiety, you have anything that, we don't, that bothers us. Follow me? Fear, pain, that's death, is it not? Life is the opposite. Life is love, joy, peace, uh, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit, really. Hey, things work, I, I can always be confident, I have enough. Um, he'll never leave me nor forsake me, he'll never be mad at me, he keeps no record of wrong. He's perfect love. That's where I can find life. So. If there's any lack, if there's any emotional issue, if there's anything, it is the issue of the heart. End of story. It doesn't, it's not your diet. It's not your behavior. It's not anything. It's a heart issue. Follow me? So, we had a big discussion about diet last night. I'm like, listen, I understand nutrition can give your cells a little bit more energy, etc., but it cannot heal you. It cannot. Because the sickest people I've met worry about their diet. And that's why even Jesus, when he was tempted in the, gar in, in the desert, he said, what did, the, what did the enemy tempt him with? Was Jesus hungry? He was hungry, right? And what did he say? Yes, I heard somebody say it. Turn these rocks into bread. Now, there's a, there's a physical thing there, and there's also a spiritual meaning. It's like, Jesus, you're hungry, so you're going to find life by eating. Now, there's, just, there's just some truth to that. You know, if you don't eat, you're going to die, aren't you? You're going to die, right? But am I going to find healing for my disease there? I don't think so. Because Jesus' response was, and also he with the spiritual problem with that, he goes, hey, find life by feeding on the stones, which is what? The knowledge of good and evil. Hey, if you don't do these things, and then God will bless you. And then if you go through all these religious exercises, works, Good and evil. Evil is full of toil and worrisome labor. I need to do something to be pleasing to God. Okay? He goes, eat from these stones and you'll find life. What, is, what was Jesus' response? Man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What's the every word that proceeded from the mouth of God? Jesus Christ. He was the word that became flesh. That's how you're going to find life. 
So, hey, is nutrition a part of it? Yes, but not to heal the disease. The disease is just a symptom that something's going on in your heart. Now, you can take nutrition, get a little more energy, etc. I understand all of that, but you will not heal that disease or find life in that. In fact, if you, if you go to the extreme where, hey, and you're starting to read labels, and I'm going to get on some of you guys here. You start to read labels. Well, I wouldn't put that in my body. Give me that. And she knows this. Is, is, uh, when I was an environmental engineer in the Air Force, remember PCBs? Remember asbestos, lead-based paint? I just, I, I, I just wanted to be crazy for them, to show them how goofy they were. It's like, oh, these are PCBs, and it's like this gelatinous, weird substance. I would eat it. She knows that. I would eat the asbestos in front of them. You're freaking out. <laughs> Lawsuit or something. I'm just going to show you that nothing that goes into my body defiles a man. It's what's in my heart that defiles a man. I know that PCB is just as inert as it is when I... It's nothing that's going <laughs> to... Right? You guys know what I'm saying? So if you believe that if you eat that label and you better not eat that label, then you better not eat that label. I'm just telling you, you can get to a place where you're free. You can eat asbestos. <laughs> I did it over and over and over. I'm not telling you to do what I do. I'm just, I just was proving to them I'm so confident that that is not an issue for me. Because I know the issues come out of the heart. And either scripture is right or it's not. So they, they go through this circular argument. Follow me? It's either right or it's not. Well, you can't take it literally. Well, you just told me not to take it literally. Now you're taking it, take, take it literally. Which one is it? And then they get just twisted. So, because I know it's a heart issue. So here's what he's saying. The Center for Disease Control. It's a government thing, so you should dis- suspect it right away. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Center for Disease Control, 90% of health issues are all related to stress. Dr. Bruce Lipton goes, no, wrong. Stanford Medical School says 95% of all health issues are related to stress. Then if you keep reading, he goes, the other 5% are cellular memories or parts of your DNA you received from your parents, and all their issues were related to stress. So 100% of your diseases and illnesses are related to stress. I wish they would just say it clearly. Right? Because that's what they say. If you read the book, he goes, no, well, the other 5% is, is hereditary. I get it. It's not a generational curse, guys. Generation curses ended at Jesus Christ. He said, he redeemed us from the curse. So don't worry about your stupid, whether your granddad or great-granddad, something. They all were messed up, including us, okay? That thing's going to be over is what he says. Now, there, do I believe that part of our DNA is from our parents and we inherit some things that we're, we're predispositioned to do? I believe that. I really do because all this science has shown that. So, because one of the things this guy asked me, he goes, what about childhood diabetes? What about it? I think if you're a worry ward as a parent and that's you're constantly worried about this about your kids, it gets transferred, your kid's heart gets affected and you start worrying about eating sugar. And I was telling them, I said, listen, this is how I knew this was crazy talk to me. Because I grew up in Iowa. Anybody been to a Dutch bakery? There's pounds of goodness. Anybody have a coffee can of lard on your table? It's a Folgers can with lard in it. God, that is like glorious. That's right. So I was telling them about this meal. And my sister and some of you guys in Iowa, they'll laugh about this. So here's what we would do. We would take the, 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 the bacon cracklings. No, you can't eat pork. Well, in the old covenant, you can't do one that says you can. So it's wonderful. It's the other white meat. So... <laughs> So here's the, here we would take this pork crackling. So with all the green, you ever seen bacon after it solidifies? Nasty looking, but it tastes good. So it actually looks pretty gross after a while, all white and chunks in it and stuff. And mm. So, well, before it solidified into that white nonsense looking thing is we would dip our French toast in it, fry it up on the grill, and then pour white sugar and syrup on it. And my grandfather smoked camel straights. My dad smoked camel straights. And they lived as long as they wanted. So don't tell me they didn't have a heart issue worrying about that that was going to cause anything. Well, that's because they worked on the farm. And Well, no, again, my sister's probably watching this. Uh, how about our aunties? Aunt Ellie, no, they had guts out to here, man. Don't tell me that. They, their heart was okay. They didn't believe all these things were going to affect them. Because out of, out of that, your belief system, we're so fearfully and wonderfully made, what you believe will manifest. So, what am I saying? If you believe that sugar is going to give your kid childhood diabetes, then you better not give them that. But 
we joke about this. We leave all this sugary stuff all over our house. You know who comes and eats it? All the Christians. Because <laughs> they're worried about being a glutton. I've told her that forever. I said, sweetie, open fridge, open everything. Let the kids be free. They'll figure it out. It only takes bear like a couple times to eat as much cotton candy and sugar as that. She go, that didn't feel good. He'll figure it out, right? That's true. I, I got to get going. But Taking bear to a baseball game with me one time, you should all pay to see that. It's wonderful because I tell him, I said, listen, you can have everything, anything you want. From the concessions guy, the rule is you have to eat the first thing before you ask for the second. So when the cotton candy comes down and he's got his thing of Jolly Ranchers or uh, uh, whatever, he sees the concession guy. You know what he starts going? Goliath mode. (laughs) He's trying to finish it. (laughs) The guy comes down. She knows that. It was the second inning at the Rockies game. He's like, sugar coma. Dad, is the game almost over? (laughs) It's the second inning. So anyway, all right, let's keep going. It doesn't have sugar diabetes because I don't worry about it. The parents worry about it and it affects the kid's heart, literally, guys. There's experiments they'll show you. Some of you guys go look at the heart math. I shared this once before where they can have somebody take a strand of DNA. They hold it in their hand in a test tube and they think on these things. They think things that are lovely, pure, et cetera, and it literally unwinds the DNA. And then they think on things that are bad, et cetera. Man, sugar's gonna give your kids sugar diabetes. You know what it does? It messes up that DNA. What am I saying? That we're so fearfully and wonderfully made. Our heart actually affects the people around us. So that's why when you get around people that are full of love and joy, you come out of there feeling good. But if you're not around there enough and you still haven't fixed this heart issue, you revert back to you. Because your heart will only allow you to experience so much life as what you let it. That's it. That's how simple it is. Does that make sense? So the more truth we have to get into you, which, which is truth? The truth will set you free. God, that sounds scary to me. I get these angry preachers. The truth will set you free. If that's freedom, I don't want anything to do with it. Jesus is the grace and truth that came. The law was given, but grace and truth came. He was the word of God made flesh. Here, if you want to know what the whole Bible is about, look at Jesus, and you'll find life in that. Got it? All right. So every issue is caused by a fear. Was God mad at Adam and Eve? No. He says, listen, they ate from the wrong tree, and so God comes to the cool of the day just like normal, and he says, Adam and Eve, where are you? right? And they said, we heard your voice and we hid. And what, did God, what was God's next sentence? Who told you that? And that's where I get at. Most of us live in this world of, well, you know what they say? I want to kick they right in the rear. Who's they? God's message to Adam and Eve was, I'm not mad at you. Who told you that? Did you eat from that tree? Did you start believing the wrong thing. You're not naked. In my eyes, you're perfect in my eyes, right? He goes, listen, man, now that they ate from that, we can't, they can't eat from grace and mix them. I got to take them out of the garden and I'm going to preserve away by, the, by the, uh, uh, the cherubim and the flaming sword. I'm going to preserve away back into the tree of life, which is just Jesus. Jesus is our way back to life. So that's what we feed on. Does that make sense? The whole Bible is written like that. So They were immediately fearful because they started thinking that God was going to bless them, judge them, have a relationship with them based on their good or bad. God never changed. He never changed. He is life, and he is light, and he is love. So when Jesus showed up at at, uh, funerals, what happened in the Old Covenant? He goes, I am the life and resurrection. Sorry, bad day for a funeral. (laughs) True? It's true, isn't it? So he could never kill anybody because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he could never cause death. It was us that caused death. We ate on the wrong thing and it caused death. Jesus is life and life forevermore and I never change. I will never be judgmental and, and judge people. It was literally, they cannot handle, they cannot mix law and grace. It kills them. They either have full grace or full law to bring them to grace. That's what the whole scripture is about. So when we have a wrong belief, really our spirit, our hearts, our body goes into this stress mode. I'm just summarizing what this is. So that's where they, I don't care what you say, you, you do this more, et cetera, but you can't get past this challenge. You can't get past this health disease. We're going to fix that. 
okay? Because we're going to just give you scriptural how to deal with it. So if we can heal the spiritual issues with the right belief, we release the unlimited power of God. That is the effortless success, effortless healing, effortless. That's what Joseph Prince is talking about. Because it's the spirit in you, how we're designed, that heals you, that makes you successful, etc. So here's what happens. When you believe the wrong thing about yourself, it, and I'm not going to get to it. We'll go over this next couple of Sundays. Your cells actually stop functioning correctly, and your body goes, this hurts, this is painful, and you go, your physiological stress goes through the roof, and you know what? You start to get dumber. No, that's not a word, but dumb and dumber says it is. So actually, it is a word, isn't it? You get dumber. <laughs> that just sounds funny to me. So uh, you're dumber. That makes me sound dumb. <laughs> it is a word, isn't it? I'm actually thinking about it now in the English language. Going, no, it is a word, but I actually sound dumb saying you can get dumber. <laughs> so, but you can. I've proven that. So uh, what really happens is when the minute we introduce the law into our lives, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it immediately affects us. Like we're not good enough. We're not, we don't have enough. Uh, we're guilty. We're shameful, etc. And literally, science behind it shows that your immune system, everything shuts down because we're just trying to protect you from that pain. This doesn't feel good. And that's why nutrition, et cetera, can add a little more energies to the cells, et cetera. But if you go through this long enough, you don't heal that wrong belief system that all you are is perfect in Jesus. You're not going to get the success you want. You're not going to get the healing you want. You're not going to get the relationships you want. It's just because every issue is the issue of the heart. End of story. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made us. We can create out of, we animate what we believe. That's how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. So the problem is that when we have the wrong belief, it animates. When we have the right belief, it animates. So we're just going to ask God to give us the right belief so that animates. That simple. Isn't that easy? All right, so let's keep going. Philippians 4. Now, I'm going to read this from page 220. And then I'm going to see, uh, this, is, this is, it's so simple. That's why when I was talking to Ben Johnson the other day, he goes, you know, he goes, the, the only challenge is whether we get people to do this or not. He goes, it works. It's just... We don't see it work. And he said, you know what's interesting is uh, we've actually had people clinically healed of cancer. They show them. You have no cancer. And yet they still die. He goes, because we can do nutrition. We can do everything. We can show them. Hey, there's no cancer left. Your white cells, everything's functioning perfectly. And they still die. He goes, because never, they never really were willing to fix their heart. Interesting. So anyway, here's what he says. So... Uh, and I would challenge all of you, um, he's, he goes like this, hey, what's the number one issue in your life? What are you feeling? What, what, uh, and I'm going to show you again, this is when they get into the love code, he does it like this. If you had a genie and he offered you one wish, but you only get one, what would you ask for right now? You can ask for anything and you're going to get it. So you, you can ask yourself that. I don't want you to do it publicly, but he goes, if you could get anything you wanted from God right now, what would you ask for? And some people say money, some people say healing of my body. Um, whatever that is. Man, I wish this boy would like me. I wish my wife would be, treat me right. I wish she, And then when that happens, he says, how would it make you feel? Oh, man, that would take stress out of my life. Okay, that's the root right there. Worry, anxiety, I don't have enough. I'm not good enough. I feel guilty. I feel dirty. Right? Does that make sense? That's the real lack of the gospel in your life right there. So here's what he says. Find that. And then he simply says this. I'm going to make it really Popovichism simple. He says, I pray that all known and unknown negative images, unhealthy beliefs, destructive cellular memories, and all physical issues related to my fear of lack, let's say it was. I don't have enough money. Okay? Related to that would be found, open, healed by filling me with the light, the life, and the love of God. I also pray that the effectiveness of this healing be increased by 100 times or more. And then he says, now, do the healing code, holding these positions with your hands. That's why if you think that's too weird, just pray, because the Spirit's everything. Um, that counters on the health belief. So he goes, when you do these healing codes, make faith-focused statements. Basically says, do not, do not focus on the negative, focus on the positive aspect of that. So if I was worried about lack, I would focus on he loves me perfectly, and he provides for all my needs. Thank you, Father. So he goes, hey, pray, and then think on these things. Now let's read Philippians 4. Be careful, literally means don't worry about anything. Instead of worrying, why don't you do this? Be careful for how many things? We are experts in worrying. Are we not? 
Because I know if there's issues in my life, and, and I'll even try to calm myself down, and immediately when I think about this, I, I can tell where my, I spin my mind right there, like, man, I didn't realize I was that much of a mess. I skipped the, the river class. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, nothing, everything, it leaves how many, how many things out? <laughs> He's trying to get the theologians to back off. Everything and nothing. That includes everything and nothing, okay? Stop worrying, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, isn't that what he told us to do? Hey, Father, we just ask that all these unnegative things, we don't even know why we can't have these successful relational issues that are going on. I self-sabotage myself. I get to this place in my career, and something goes wrong. Now, the Christians, they try to cast the spirit of whatever out of you. But you never really hear the heart yet because, you, yeah, that's fantastic, but you haven't replaced it with the right thing in their heart. So I don't care if you gave them some temporary relief because they believed it. That tomorrow it's still them, and their heart will produce exactly what's in their end of story. Okay? So be careful for nothing. But in, This is such a beautiful promise, guys. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, lest your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes, I looked up that word passes, because I think it's such a weak word in English, it passed by, right, or something like that. But I looked up pass at the Strong's 5242, it's hooper, hooper, hyper, hyper echo. Oh, that's, that's an error. It means to have beyond and exercise prominence. So, the shalom of God. When Jesus said, I leave you my peace, peace doesn't just mean, um, that's where people get freaked out because they, they actually have you do some of these things. But it really lines up with scripture to me. Lay hands. Man, you know when somebody's calming, when, when somebody that's prayed for you is, they, they, you know they believe the right thing and they lay hands on you, doesn't it feel a little bit better? It does. It honestly does. But if you don't want to believe that, that's fine. So, um, Hyper exo, it says the, the peace of God, knowing when you bring to, so let's say you had the, the worry about lack. So here's how this would go. Father, I don't even know why I'm struggling with money, finances, etc. I know it's an issue of the heart because every issue is an issue of the heart. So Holy Spirit, I just ask you to heal me of every incorrect thing in my heart. And then I know that I'm one with Jesus, so I can't have any lack. I have the shalom, the peace of God. I'm in God's family. There's nothing that I have to worry about because I'm in his family. And he will take care of every need I need. And when we do that, it says the shalom of God, that peace of God is hyper echo beyond what you can understand. It's supernatural. It's effortless. It's over the top is what it says. It's way beyond. So we, just, we need to know we, have, we don't have to worry about things. Guys, you're one with Jesus Christ. That is the shalom of God. I'm complete. I'm not divided anymore. I'm complete. I'm whole with him. That's literally what wholeness, peace is. Does that make sense? So I know I'm whole with Jesus Christ. That surpasses anything I can even think. So that, guess what? That surpasses the counseling you get. That surpasses the, if you have this formula for sex, you'll do it. success, you'll do it. It surpasses, well, my love language is this, sweetie. So if you would just treat me this way, then we'd have a better relationship. No, I want hyper echo. I don't want these physical things that make me feel bad because the next time, she, if I like my shirts ironed, she doesn't iron my shirt, then you don't love me anymore. That's a wrong belief system. Does that make sense? That's doing external things. I remember I was told when we were fighting like crazy, you know, just have a card in there and every time then tell, give your card how much I love you. Mentally, I'm going, she doesn't believe that. We just had a knockdown, drag out fight. Here, sweetie, here's my card because this is your love language. She's going to go, love language this because I know what's in your heart. I don't care what I do physically. That is a Band-Aid, guys. Does that make sense? And if you put that, it, if you do that, you will fail. You will. Because it's only in your spirit that can fix anything. Okay? So, I want the hyper echo, man. I want the hooper. I want the hyper. I want the exceedingly abundantly beyond what I can think or ask power of God to operate in my life. See, God's not a, God's not a balanced dude, man. I, I know preachers like to teach that. I go, he is way unbalanced. He goes, listen, if one man, myself, is good enough, how many guys know he's perfect? Then I can say, all of you are perfect. That's a theologian. 
That is the theology of logic of Jesus. Woo! Not, well, here's my theology. Your theology sucks. The theology of Jesus says, I get everything he's got. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? So somebody, I'm trying to alarm you a little bit sometimes with some of these words because you're too... That was nice service. <laughs> Nothing's going to fix in your life, guys. All right? I'm into fixing. Amen. Understand. It'll pass anything you can understand, and it'll keep what? You'll behave correctly from now on. <laughs> what, will it, what will the peace of God do? What is he going to keep? My heart and soul. I won't believe the wrong thing. When I keep, on, keep believing, remind myself I'm perfect in Jesus Christ. Why? Because out of my heart is every boundary of my life. So I need to believe the right thing about my life. It'll, the, knowing that I may have one with Jesus Christ, the shalom of God, will protect my heart and mind. And it'll blow you away. That's what hyperecho means. Does that make sense? So, finally, brethren, so he goes, after you've prayed to simply heal you, now think on, he, this is where I, I'll just make it simple for you, faith forward statements. Well, what is that? Faith forward statements are the promises of Jesus Christ. No, I don't have lack. I'm whole in Jesus Christ. He'll provide for every one of my needs. He loves me perfectly. So now he says, after you pray, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, what's true about you? What's the truth about you? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is Jesus worried about any situation? No. So instead of us worrying about it, trying to fix it, what should we do? Lord, I'm worrying, and I don't know where this worry is coming from, so Holy Spirit, I need you to heal my heart so I stop worrying. Now, meditate on the right thing. What are you doing? I believe you're physically changing the DNA of who you are and really your heart. This is Now, when you can do that, and if you focus on the wrong thing, it animates when you start to focus on the right thing, and it's, I get it. This is to labor to enter into his rest. This is actually a little bit of work to get your mind to calm down a little bit and go, I want to freak out. Right? Everything in me wants to freak because it doesn't look good. Well, suck it up, Lisa. Just have more faith. We can't. Maybe I'm the only guy. Have you guys experienced this? Okay, I've experienced this. That's why it's real to me. I'm going, what the? Mm. Finally, brethren, what things are true, what things are honest, what things are just, what things are pure, what things are lovely, what's every good report, if there be any virtue, if there be praise, meditate on these things. That's it. That's it. Is that, you got it? So stand your feet. Hopefully that made sense to you. I won't take as long in the next services. I really feel like I had to great, lay some groundwork these first two services. What? <laughs> Sorry, I went long. Anyway, you can leave anytime. No, I'll never be offended, honestly. If you're like, I'm going to the game, I'm going to Popeye's chicken, I'm going whatever. Just don't tell me you're going to Sprouts because you need to eat healthy. I get irritated about stuff like that. Because nothing that goes into you defiles a man. And I just joke about that because I see, listen guys, if that, and he even talks about that. Yeah, I do nutrition, etc. but he goes, to be honest with you, it's getting worse. Why? Because nobody's healing the heart. Everybody's trying to do it physical things, not feeding on the right thing, which is the message of Jesus Christ about your life, which heals everything. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so this last slide, you guys have seen this, but this is a good exercise for us. And I just want you to do this every week, really. So if you could ask for anything or not, what would you ask for? Right? And it doesn't matter what it is, but then once, if, the, if, the, if God granted you with that, how would you feel? That's what we're after. We're after what needs to be healed in our heart. Man, I would feel loved. I would feel secure. I would feel... Uh, Whatever. I don't know what it is. It all comes down to love and peace to me, to be honest with you, because that's who he is. I'm going to give you my love and peace. My, that's who I am. So what do I feel? So if it's lack of finances, you know what? Man, that would make me feel I wouldn't have to worry. I wouldn't be anxious anymore. Because that worry and anxiousness is causing your relationship issues. It's causing your success issues. It's causing your health issue. Every issue. So if we can heal that, everything naturally comes because that's what scripture says. It says if we heal the heart, that's, where the, that's, that's how much life you're going to experience. Okay? Does that make sense to you guys? So now your answer will determine what we're asking the Holy Spirit to heal. It's that simple. The release, this release is the hyper echo, that supernatural power of God that passes all understanding. So you got it? So I'm just going to pray. You can do it yourself if, you're, if you don't want your neighbor to hear you. I don't want you to confess. Nonsense. 
you know, you can talk to God in your spirit. Does that make sense? So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Man, I hope this makes sense to people. Because you love us perfectly, and you've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. You've given it freely. So, Father, I know it's an issue of our heart. We know it's something that we've believed wrong. Who told us that? I know you didn't. That was the original message to man, is who told you to believe that? They did, Lord. They's wrong. The message about your life is Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you that they don't have to worry about anything anymore. Any worry, any fear of lack, any lack of love, any anxiety. Father, we don't have to worry about that. But what we're going to do is we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to heal our heart in those areas. And with thanksgiving, Father, we know that you don't withhold anything. We thank you that this is such a powerful promise that you will heal our heart, even the pieces that we don't know. We don't have to know what it is. We don't have to psychoanalyze these people. You know exactly which part of their heart you need to heal. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you heal their heart right there. If they have success issues where they can't seem to get it right, everything they do just falls apart. They get to a certain level and then it just, man, the same story over and over and over. Heal that part of them. Heal that incorrect belief in them, Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for that. And we just thank you that you heal that so that your life can freely flow from our heart and our, our spirit and our mind, will, and emotions. We are, our mind starts to clear up. Our emotions start to clear up. Everything starts to clear up by the supernatural power of God. We thank you for that, Father, and we just thank you that you've given us your love, your peace, your self-control, your righteousness, everything. So we say, yes, that's how simple the gospel is. And we thank you for all the miracles that are happening in all these people's lives, and we will give you the praise for it. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. So.